At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Covering the live betting angles for every game, this is VSIN Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is our number two of VSIN Live Bet Tonight, coming to you from the VSIN studios here at the Circle Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here. Uh, Wes, we were talking during the break. My now beloved White Sox. I've adopted them since the All Star break. Ever since I are they re- are they really it. that beloved? They're not though. beloved, but they're mine. So I gotta love them anyway. They're up two one against the Kansas City Royals in the seventh. Right now, you can get the Royals at four to one to win this game. And what we know of the White Sox mm-hmm. is that they have trouble closing some games out. Are you interested in KC? I would be actually. And look, uh, Lance okay. Lynn's got one more inning to go. He's at eighty three pitches. I don't see them sending him out for an eighth if he gets through the seventh unscathed. So. Yeah, I am interested in the Royals actually at four to one. I think I that's worth the stab. I might play some of that maybe in a couple of minutes or maybe during the break if that number's still pretty juicy because I don't trust the White Sox at all. But I do trust our next guest here on the show, Colin Wilson, senior writer over at the Action Network. Colin, we appreciate the time this evening. We're on the eve of a week one of the college football season. And I want to start with the backyard brawl where we've seen some buyback here on West Virginia after the number got around eight, eight and a half here. Is there a valuable bet still to be made here on the side of the total as we sit at seven and a half with Pitt favored? Yeah, there's there's definitely some value on the under here, and the reason is because of what Narduzzi wants to do on offense. He loses Mark Whipple. I, I don't know if you should say lose. I think maybe he was pretty happy that Mark Whipple went to Nebraska <laughs> because he wants a slow-paced, bruising, grinding offense, and that's what he got with Frank Signetti uh, Jr., who comes over from Boston College a guy that ran the ball in first and second down, even though he's got an NFL talent under center. Uh, so you can expect, you know, whatever Kadon Slovis is saying at the pep rally tonight uh, to get West Virginia <laughs> fired up, Pitt is going to be all about running the ball. Uh, they finished, I believe, 10th in seconds per play. Pitt did last year. They aim to be bottom 10 in seconds per play this year. So slow, grind, lots of transfers on that West Virginia defense. Slovis is only going to throw when it's third and long. So I like the under there. And, uh, Colin, let me ask you a little bit about West Virginia here. It is going to be JT Daniels. Do you see that much of an upgrade, though, in Neil Brown's offense this season down in Morgantown? Not really, because he can't be protected. And I think that's, you know, there's a little bit of a problem with the offensive line. There's a little bit of holes in it. And if you look at this front seven of Pitt, they're as good as Clemson. And I, I say that, you know, knowing how great Clemson might be, this defense might be an all-timer compared to, like, the 2018 team they had. But this Pitt front seven is nasty. They're havoc-minded. They they strip and intercept everything. 
And that's going to be a real problem for JT Daniels, who has a severe drop-off in adjusted completion percentage when he has a pressured pocket. And Colin, speaking of uh, transfer quarterbacks, let's go to Dylan Gabriel there in Norman, Oklahoma. Brent Venables' first game there for the Sooners. They're getting UTEP, and about 31.5 is where I've seen the market. Looking at the Miners last week, they got beat by North Texas, but they didn't look like they got that much outplayed. So are you willing to give Dana Demmel's guys another shot here? I am not going to be betting on UTEP football. They lost Jacob Cowing, their <laughs> explosive wide receiver, to Arizona through the transfer portal. And if you look at what UTEP did, they went up and down the field with that offense last week, but they had four drives uh, that had at least eight plays. They got into North Texas territory, and they just couldn't convert it into any points whatsoever. I believe they averaged 1.8 points after they crossed the 40-yard line. So UTEP is having some severe red zone offensive issues because their quarterback, Gavin Hardison, he has got a cannon for an arm, but what are you going to do when you only got 20 yards to go to get into the end zone? You look over at OU, I do have questions about the defense. Venables really thrives when he had a linebacker like James Skowski to call out the reads, to call out the stolen signs and the plays. So I'm avoiding that altogether. I think Dylan Gabriel's absolutely going to cook with Jeff Levy, his old offensive coordinator, who also was an old Miss. They're going to run probably about 22 seconds per play. Uh, you look at that UTEP defense, North Texas absolutely destroyed them. And North Texas wants to run the ball. They destroyed UTEP through the air. So what's Dylan Gabriel going to do to this team? So I love the team total over on, on Oklahoma. We're speaking with Colin Wilson, senior writer over there at the Action Network. And the folks that have followed Colin obviously know that he does a great college football work. But if you followed him, you know that he is a big Arkansas Razorback fan. Woo pig suey, Colin. Are you confident in your Razorbacks covering against Cincinnati? I'm not. I, I do have seven in my back pocket. I'd still buy it at six and a half. Uh, you know, since I think people are just seeing the names and realizing you know, Cincinnati lost a lot. They don't have Desmond Ritter. They lost Sauce Gardner. They lost a lot on the defense. But there are hidden things with Arkansas that people are just not realizing. We lost all of our defensive line. I say we because I'm an alumni. Uh, <laughs> Arkansas lost their, def- lost their defensive line, and they generated a lot of pressure that allowed eight guys to drop into coverage. Well, that's not been happening in practice. The lack of pressure has forced Barry Odom, the defensive coordinator, to switch to a four-man front, and that's going to take away from what they can put back into coverage. So, you know, Ben Bryant's the transfer back into Cincinnati from Eastern Michigan. I think he's going to have a little bit of success there. But more importantly, Traylon Burks getting drafted to the Tennessee Titans. You are finding, you're going to find out that he had three times as many targets as anybody else on the team. He was the only option in third downs. He was the only option in red zone attempts. K.J. Jefferson has to identify new uh, money-down players for him to target when it comes up, and that just doesn't it doesn't happen overnight. You're not going to replace a trail on Burks overnight uh, with some of the players that they have in-house. And so I think it's going to take a few games before K.J. Jefferson is comfortable. This one's going to be a slow grind, lots of running from Arkansas. In the end, I think they win by three. I think six and a half, way too much. Colin, we're going to stick in the American here because I'm curious your take on this one. Cincinnati, still the small favorite in the American, but we know UCF has improved. And also there's the Houston Cougars, and I'm interested in your take on this game. Houston at UTSA. Houston on the opener, I believe, six and a half, but it seems UTSA draft trailer getting a lot of support now pretty much four in the market. Is this the same story you think this year with Houston where maybe they drop one early either at UTSA or Texas Tech, but then the schedule after that is highly manageable, and we saw them get hot down the stretch last year. Yeah, taking Houston to win that conference is is not a bad play whatsoever because when you look at the powerhouses of that conference, it's Central Florida and it's Cincinnati, and Houston doesn't play either of them. Right, So if they can get past this UTSA game, it's pretty smooth sailing until they get to that championship game for the conference. But when you look at the UTSA game with Frank Harris coming back and losing Sincere McCormick, it's going to be all about him going deep field with his targets on the outside. Uh, not sure if Houston can defend that at the same time. I'm not sure UTSA can defend what, uh, what Houston wants to do on offense uh, with Tank Dell and Clayton Toon. So this, to me, is an over all the way. If you're going to play the side, get ready to play the other side of it live because I think it's it's one of those games where I think you can just live trade it all night. Colin, the game I'm most looking forward to this weekend is down in Gainesville, Florida, between the Utah Utes and the Florida Gators right now. The Utes three-point favorites over at DraftKings, the total sitting at 51 and a half. Uh, I'm curious where you think this game closes because we've seen some two-and-a-halves, but then those immediately get back up to three there. Some people interested in the Gators getting that field goal. Where do you think this line closes, and also do you have a bet in this game? 
I do have a bet this game. I did take Utah money line, but that number has kind of juiced up. I took it, you know, a little over a month ago, and I was so high on Cam Rising and some of the weapons that they have coming back from Tavian Thomas. Doing a little bit more research, I'm now nervous about that Utah money line bet, and really it comes down to the fact that they have two holes on the offensive line at center and in right tackle. And if you look at the guys on the depth chart that are filling those holes for the Utes, they were absolutely terrible in pass blocking last year. They had limited snaps under 200 last year, and they were the two worst pass blockers on the team. Now, hopefully that improves for Cam Rising. But if you look at Florida, maybe the most improved defensive front seven in all the SEC, mm. Brenton Cox out on the edge, Gervin at the defensive interior, those two are going to line up directly over these two new players on the offensive line. I think Cam Rising is going to get hit. I think he's going to be under pressure. Uh, this is not a slam dunk for Utah by any means. Out, It's the Anthony Richardson show on the Florida offensive side of the ball. We don't know who his weapons are going to be. So for me, this is an underplay all the way because I think Utah is going to struggle more than people realize. And Anthony Richardson just doesn't have any weapons. Colin, let's go to a Friday night game. Of course, my eyes are going to be peeled in Bloomington, Indiana for <laughs> Illinois-Indiana clash of the Titans there in the Big Ten. But I want to get to one in the state, the Commonwealth of Virginia, and that is Virginia Tech against Old Dominion. I think you have a play on this one. Virginia Tech lay in seven on the road in Norfolk against ODU. Battle of former James Franklin coordinators here. Well, I'm also a Hoosiers fan too, Wes, because anytime Brett Bielema gets beat, it's a good day for an Arkansas alum. Uh, <laughs> With old, with old Dominion, uh, I think what people need, you know, they made a huge run last year. Remember, they did not play during the pandemic and during the 2020 season, came out last year and struggled in the first half of their uh, schedule, and then they won five straight. And I don't fault them for losing in a bowl to Tulsa, who had one of the best defensive coordinators in the nation with Joseph Gillespie. Now you see Old Dominion hosting a Virginia Tech team that is just going through so much change on both sides of the ball. New head coach Brent Pry comes in from Penn State. If there's anybody that knows what he wants to do on defense, it's former offensive coordinator Ricky Rain, who is now the head coach of Old Dominion. So Hayden Wolf is the quarterback for Old Dominion. They did, if you do a little bit of reading up, they, their offensive coordinator is no longer with them, but he never actually coached a game. He was hired after the bowl game last year. So I, you know, I call it the Wolf Pack, Hayden Wolf backing him, the quarterback. This line has taken serious action from professional betters. It was at 10, 8, seven and a half and now there are some books out there flashing six and a half old dominion is a monster play for a lot of big money this week colin we got about 40 seconds left what's more likely to be the story after saturday night notre dame hangs around and gives ohio state a scare or the buckeyes roll a top five team in columbus uh <laughs> the buckeyes uh double up notre dame every way possible uh at, i just don't see where notre dame has the options the weapons on offense to keep up with what is going to be an elite national title contender in Ohio State. So you'd lay that 17? Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. Colin Wilson, senior writer over at the Action Network, joining us here talking all things college football. Colin, we appreciate the time. All the best with the many, many bets you have starting tomorrow, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Colin. Look at that. He says, double them up between the Buckeyes and Fighting Irish. Colin was just doing a podcast, I believe, with a friend of mine by the name of Stucky at Action. Mm -hmm. So uh, that podcast, I believe, is up. Uh, they said two hours worth of college football goodness. I cannot wait. We're on the eve. It's like the day before Christmas. You know, it's a lot of college football games starting tomorrow here, week one, over in the college football world. All right, on the other side, we're going to talk more college football, get Wes's thoughts on some of tomorrow night's games here on VSIN Live Bet tonight. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds. Live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIM, the sports betting network. It's football season, and bettors know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VEASAN, and now is the time to become a VEASAN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only VEASAN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons, and our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up early, and for a discount of $175, you'll receive both guides and full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight, coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi and Bebefe alongside Wes Reynolds and over in the baseball world, we saw the New York Mets go ahead and defeat the Los Angeles Dodgers in that titanic clash of a potential NLCS preview. Yeah, good night in Queens, by the way. In the mm-hmm. sports world, of course, Serena Williams gets it done. She is on to the third round. And then 2-1 to one Metropolitans over the Los Angeles Dodgers. Jacob deGrom goes seven strong and gives up three hits and one earned. Uh, Tyler Anderson, you know, we're playing the regression. He did give up eight hits and two runs, but still not a bad outing necessarily. But the uh, New York Mets uh, trying to uh, go ahead and keep ahead of the Atlanta Braves, who, by the way, I believe are in the uh, bo- or actually, no, that has gone final. The Braves mm-hmm. do beat the Rockies three to two. Yeah, the Braves right on those heels there of the New York Mets, so they need every single one of these victories down the stretch to stave off the World Series champions. Also in Anaheim, the Los Angeles Angels and the New York Yankees still scoreless in the third. Right now you can get New York minus 165, Angels plus 135, which is pretty similar to mm-hmm. the pre-flop numbers there. The total, though, is down to 5.5. They're minus 115 on both sides here. Any involvement for you with Cole on the mound for the Bronx Yeah, yeah not tonight. I just yeah, I didn't see the value there. Actually, the Angels mm-hmm. took a little bit of late steam going beforehand, thinking they could fade Garrett Cole. And look, I, I mentioned that with the Yankees, they've had a couple really questionable games on the road here in this road trip where it should have been like, they should have swept through Oakland. They should have swept through the Angels, and they have not done so as of yet. We mentioned, you know, winning percentage under 40% since the All-Star break for the pinstripes. So uh, no interest for me on that one. By the way, we also are in extras uh, in Cincinnati, St. Louis, and Cincinnati tied at two. Also in Chicago, over there on the south side, we talked about how the Royals might be interesting at that 4-1 to price. They're trailing the White Sox 3-1. to Right now, Chicago has two on with two out. Yeah, Garrett, Amir game. Garrett loaded him up here in the yeah, bottom not, of the seventh. Not what but, you want. But one run did get in, so now Snyder is in. Uh, they got a force out and another fielder's choice, so only one run allowed now down three to one. Ten let's to one, Wes. They, yeah, let's see if they can prevent that uh, more runs coming aboard. Ten to one, you want some? No. <laughs> yeah, at this point now, you're kind of off of the, yeah, the Royal yeah. strain there. Yeah, but the, it's, it's the White Sox that we're talking about, man. Someone who has been living and dying with their results since the All-Star but break. Lan- I can tell you, no White Sox game I, is safe. I will say one thing. Lance Lynn only did go eight pitches there in the seventh inning. Yeah. So he's only at 91 pitches, has eight strikeouts, only given up four hits. Might send him out here for the eighth inning. All right, we'll see. Hopefully the White Sox win. I haven't dabbled on any Kansas City. I'm clearly uh, rooting for the White Sox. I'm rooting for my AL Central bet that has lost a lot of value. Then in the W, the playoff game tonight, the Las Vegas Aces 
and the Seattle mm-hmm. Storm. Right now, the Aces lead this one 14 to 11. We're still midway through the yeah. first quarter there. Right now, you can get the Aces minus 285 on the money line. They're a Storm plus two. And we did have one fo- go final the early game, mm-hmm. 85 to 77. The Chicago Sky not up that series with the Connecticut Sun one to one. Game does go under the total, I believe. Uh, no foul there at the end. I think people screaming for the over wanted a foul from the Connecticut Sun. Kurt Miller says discretion is a better part of valor. Let's move on to game three. So <laughs> 85-77, Chicago. All right. Well, we even it up between Connecticut and Chicago. I think we're going to even it up between Seattle and Las Vegas as well. Or at least that's what I bet. So that's what I'm hoping that happens. Uh, we talked to Colin Wilson of the Action Network in the last segment, talking a lot of things all college football here. Week one starts tomorrow night, and there's some really good games there. The Big Ten kicked things off for us in Dublin last mm-hmm. Saturday, and we have a pretty big an interesting Big Ten game here coming up tomorrow. 8 o'clock Eastern is the kickoff, 5 o'clock West Coast time. Penn State, three-and-a-half-point favorites over at Purdue, the total at 53 over at DraftKings here. And the Nittany Lions coming back with Sean Clifford, who I feel like he's been at Penn State for forever now, mm-hmm. but... Having that veteran quarterback there, you see why the Nittany Lions are the favorites there on the road. Yeah, I haven't bet this yet. I do lean a little bit Penn State money line. This is actually the third straight season that they find themselves in this situation, opening their football season on the road against a conference opponent. They, of course, did that during the COVID year in 2020 at Indiana down at Memorial Stadium. Was Michael Penix, when they went for two, was his knee down or was he, did he reach that ball over? <laughs> people in State College will tell you no, but people that went to my alma mater will tell you yes. So That flipped the season for both of those it teams. It did, and Indiana ended up getting into the top 10 and yeah. obviously had a precipitous fall last season. But back to Penn State, they opened at Wisconsin last year as well, and that game was a very ugly game. It was a defensive game, battle of attrition, and Penn State came out with the win up in Madison. Now, you know, three and a half point favorite, I think that's probably fair. If I were to bet that, I'd probably look money line actually with Penn State because really? I li- well, I like Purdue. Purdue has the look of a seven and five team. I thought seven and a half was a little bit high, but we know what Purdue is going to do. They're going to throw the ball. The fact that they didn't have their top two receivers, including David Bell, who was drafted by the Cleveland Browns this year, and the fa- and they still threw five touchdowns and scored like fifty points on Tennessee in that Music City mm-hmm. Bowl. So I'm never worried about Jeff and Brian Brom developing receivers up there in West Lafayette because they always seem to do so. One thing they don't always seem to do is run the ball. They haven't run the ball well, I think, since Mike Allstott was there. <laughs> they just did, they've been near the bottom of the conference in terms of running, but mm-hmm. what they're going to do, they're going to spread you out and they're going to throw the football, and they, and they did that very well last year with a guy, Aiden O'Connell, who was originally a walk-on quarterback. So offensively, they're going to be fine. I'm interested defensively, though, because Brad Lambert – now the defensive coordinator down uh, at Wake Forest. He leaves Purdue, but the most important guy that leaves Purdue is one George Karloftis, who is now a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. And look, Karloftis, it wasn't even so much his production that you've got to replace. It's the fact that you got to account for him. you got to be like, okay, where is this guy? Because Purdue doesn't get a lot of, you know, high four-star or even borderline five-star guys, but he was the local kid from right there in Lafayette. So uh, George Karloftis is now gone. They've had a couple injuries uh, in terms of their defensive line and their linebacker core. I know Matt Humans was on with us last night and talked about that, Matt being a Purdue graduate. So I would still lean a little bit Penn State. It's not really a strong play. And I, I know our, our friend Colin Wilson, who joined us last segment, kind of leaned Penn State a little bit. It, it's not a big play. It wouldn't be a big play for me either. But I think they come out of Ross Aid with the W tomorrow. So my question to you then is, why do you favor the money line versus laying the three and a half? Because I know three is a yeah. key number, but it's it's not, it's as, not key as key as in college. college but yeah. you know, when in doubt, especially you know if this money line is less than than two bucks, I mean, I typically don't lay like a lot of huge favorites, but I still think the money line price is only like a dollar sixty. Yeah, I was surprised to see dollar sixty five. Dollar sixty five at DraftKings, yeah. I think that's absolutely worth it, and. And I'm a little higher on Penn State, I think, than the market is. I don't think they have enough, clearly, to get Ohio State in that Eastern Division. Nobody does. But I think Penn State at least has a little bit more continuity this year. Because if you look, Sean Clifford, you said he's been there like 10 years, it seems like. It felt like he's had 10 offensive coordinators because I Mm -hmm. think Mike Yursich is actually number four. But he now has him for a second year in a row. Penn State's season went sideways because Clifford got hurt. Remember they were 5-0 and when they played Iowa, and yep. then Clifford got hurt. They put up that backup, uh, Roberson, who's now at UConn, who actually I saw in the injury report. He's now out for the season already. So, you know, you look, and I just think Clifford being healthy, 
second year of the offense. One of the things they got to do better is run the ball, though, because they did not have a hundred yard rusher. And if if there's if USC's tailback you west, I think Penn State's kind of tailback you east, and they have not been able to run the ball since a few years ago when Joel Moorhead was the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Of course, went out to Oregon. He's now the head coach of Akron this year, but. They got to figure out a way to run the ball. I think James Franklin and his staff are still recruiting good guys. Yeah, they just didn't get the results. The defense, the defense should be very much improved. I think Penn State, and I like them over their win total. I think, I think they're going to eclipse Michigan as the number two team in the East this year. And the pro tip that you wanted to let folks know, but the tomorrow's games, uh, that was what. Uh, for tomorrow's games, you said? Yeah, the pro tip that you wanted to give out here for these games. Yeah, uh, what I was lo- what I was looking at and what I was kind of talking about is just in general, you know, looking at what has been bad and looking at the teams that, by the way, have a game next week, which is kind of a bigger game. You know, a mm-hmm. team that plays a lesser opponent, uh, like like Tennessee, they play Ball State. So I'd be looking like Ball State in the second half. as an angle I think just uh just looking forward to that instead of uh you know necessarily maybe betting them for the full game you could wait maybe for the second half if Tennessee blows them out and then all of a sudden it's like okay we got Pitt next week and we got to pay them back because they beat us last year so maybe you're going to see the threes and the fours there in the second half yeah no that makes a lot of sense there just letting them know they don't want to show too much there early on in the season especially if they don't have to and the teams aren't really concerned with covering the spread at least we don't think most of them mm-hmm. are concerned with it. There are some who are out there that are concerned, but not everyone being concerned with this. Also, uh, in the WNBA here, uh, not a great start for my for my Las Vegas Aces. They trail by seven late in the first quarter there against the Seattle Storm. So Las Vegas, they need this one. They can't go down yeah. 0-2 against Seattle. Otherwise, they could be in a world of hurt going up yeah. to the Pacific Northwest. But that was our pro tip of the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show. So that means at least 20 every single day. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com where you can sort them by sport or by show. All right, hang with us here on the other side. Talking more things here on VEASAN Live Bet tonight. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight, coming to you from the Circle Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Femian Bebefe, and I'm the guy who laid five and a half with the Aces here before the game as they trail 23-16 to against the Seattle Storm. Right now, that number sitting at two and a half over at DraftKings, total 166 and a half. You can get the Aces minus 140 on the money line, the Storm plus 110. I was a little bit tempted on the under at the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, 169 and a half, but I was going to wait for a first half thinking, okay, are we going to get two high-scoring high quarters? Sometimes I like to do that. When you get the two high-scoring quarters that are well ahead of pace, then go under for the second half yeah. because especially as a playoff series, even though, look, we've seen, as we saw in the regular season, 109 to 100, we know these teams can score, but we also saw 76 to 73 on Sunday. I think with the playoffs, obviously the defensive intensity is high for both teams right now. Yeah, and also we're still in extra innings over in Major League Baseball to kind of switch gears here. 2-2 mm-hmm. between the Cardinals and the Reds. Cardinals minus 190, Reds plus 155. By, by the way, they just showed a stat here on this Storm Aces game. Mm-hmm. Sue Bird, who of course is calling it a day at the end of this season, went 37 minutes on Sunday. That was the most she had, I believe, in a playoff game since 2011. So we were kind of joking like, Sue doesn't want to go. You know, Sue's not ready to retire. Zero turnovers in, in her game. 40s and still very effective. Sue is the goat out there for Seattle sports. She's going to get her statue when she decides to hang them up, which is mm-hmm. at the end of this season here, mm-hmm. uh, already having announced they, And then retirement. they might have to have another one for Stewie eventually, Brianna yeah. Stewart. A couple, couple more MVPs yes. and a couple more championships. Yes. They'll be side by side. Good to be Gina Ariema when you can find talent like that. Yeah. You wonder why he finds more of it. <laughs> you yes. can just point to those guys and say, look at this. Uh, already had Maya Moore as well in the league mm-hmm. as well when she was playing, winning a lot of championships for the Minnesota Lynx. But that's neither here nor there. What is here is the Chicago White Sox now lead the Kansas City Royals 4-1 in the eighth. So we talked it out with this game mm-hmm. here, and we never ended up firing on anything officially. But the Royals are 18-1 to to come back and win this one. Yeah. Uh, you got to lay minus 10,000 for the Chicago White Sox. So 
clearly the White Sox, they look like they might be able to control this mm -hmm. and actually win this mm -hmm. game. But like I said, you never know with this team. The, but so far in the eighth inning, they look like they're going to cruise through. The good a victory. thing for the White Sox, though, is that Lance Lynn is coming around. But I mentioned yeah. Lucas Giolito. They, they got to figure out something with this guy. So, uh, or they're not going to be in the playoffs. Uh, staying in that Central Division, though, by the way, Minnesota taking a loss right now. The regression did not come mm -hmm. for Michael Walker tonight. Bottom of the eighth, by the way, six to three. Carmines, as Hawk Harrelson used to call the Red Sox. <laughs> the Carmines. Absolutely love that there. Um, let's talk some more NFL and specifically the Minnesota Vikings. We talked a lot about this in the first segment with our guy Greg Branos over at Yahoo Sportsbook, the senior writer there. He's loving Kirk Cousins to win MVP, loves even more mm -hmm. Justin Jefferson to win Offensive Player of the Year, that current number sitting at 12-1. to 1. He believes there's still value in that number at 12-1. For to the 1. record, I like it's, the Cousins MVP a little bit. Yeah, I, I have a Cousins MVP ticket in my pocket as well. Not in my pocket literally right now, but yes. in the account at least for over on, the apps. On the dresser at home, uh, yes. the, Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cousins, there was a place I was hanging 100-1 to 1 here in town, so I was like, you know what? Going to go ahead and grab that just in case I'm wrong about all this Vikings optimism. I'm a little lukewarm about this team, but I wanted to get your thoughts. I know that you're a lot higher on them than I am, but the Vikings and the overall general buzz about this team with Cousins at 50 to 1, O'Connell 16 to 1 to win coach of the year. This offense has mm -hmm. a chance to be electric mm -hmm. with the skill positions there. Now, the offensive line, we'll see if it's improved, but you think this Vikings team might not only just go over their win total, but potentially unseat Green Bay in the division. Yeah, I do. And and I want to make it clear. It's not that I'm necessarily down on Green Bay, mm -hmm. although I could see them maybe getting off to a slow start and then kind of picking it up in the middle of the season as Aaron Rodgers develops chemistry with these young kids pretty much in his receiving core. See if he can reignite some magic with Randall Cobb, too, who's clearly on the back nine of his, his football career. But, you know... Minnesota, I just think that they're going to be able to take a jump a little bit and really go head-to-head -head with 12. And we're going to find out week one. We, we don't have to wait very long yeah. because Green Bay comes to Minneapolis. And look, the Vikings have held their own in the series in recent years. It's not like they've been dominated. They beat Green Bay there last year. So no reason they can't do it again. They are small underdogs. So I expect that to kind of be a little bit of a pros versus Joes type of play in week one. Uh, Joes on the Packers, you know, laying less than three, maybe laying a small money line and the pros on the Vikings. And certainly if they're playing the Wong teasers, teasing it through the three and the seven for Minnesota. But you mentioned, uh, you know, the receiving core is dynamite with Jefferson, with Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne. And uh, how ironic that in Philadelphia, they were so upset with uh, Jalen Rager <laughs> that they were like, why didn't we take Jefferson? And now Jalen Rager is a teammate because he gets traded today mm -hmm. uh, from Philadelphia. So Jalen Rager going to try to, I think, reignite what's been a disappointing career so far. And look, when you have struggles, Philadelphia is a tough city to play in because they let you hear about it. So They've got a good receiving core. Also, Jalen Naylor is a local kid from Las Vegas, a six-round pick out of Michigan State. He did make the 53-man, so they've got some dynamite receivers. Can Irv Smith kind of take that step up? Yeah. He was a second-round pick in 2019. Not quite been what he, what he could be, but this is a guy that they could be a top-ten tight end. Vikings, still a very young offensive line when you look at him. Shaw in his second year at left tackle at Virginia Tech. Ezra Cleveland, this is going to be his third season. Garrett Bradbury, the former first-round pick, he was drafted back in 2019. Him and Brian O'Neill on the right side are really the veterans of the group. And then the rookie, Ed Engram, looks like he's going to start at right guard. So there's talent here, but there's a little bit of inexperience. So that's probably the one thing on offense that you're like, eh, maybe there's some question about because you got to think they're going to run the ball with Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. That's one of the better well, one two fights. Where are you at with this team defensively? Because for as much flack as we give Mike Zimmer toward the end of that tenure with the Vikings, there, especially mm -hmm. the last couple of years, overall that defense was kind of in that top half of the NFL yeah. with Mike Zimmer directing it, especially on third down. They were always so good with those double-A gap blitzes. Where do you think this team's at defensively now that Zimmer is gone and they have a new man now manning the defense? It is Ed Donatel that comes yeah. in. And uh, look, the problem with the Vikings, they couldn't get off the field and third down. The offense wasn't even really the problem no. last year. Kirk Cousins. They were getting lit on numbers. fire on defense. Yeah, absolutely. So you look, they add Zadarius Smith. I think that's a huge add getting him from Green Bay to yeah. really get another pass rusher. Because Daniil Hunter, remember, he was battling some injuries the last couple of years and then kind of later in the year got a little bit better. So those are going to be your outside rush man at outside linebacker. They have Dalvin Tomlinson that they bring in from the Giants because they run a 3-4 setup there 
in Minnesota. Eric Kendricks, I think, is very much a steady Eddie if you want to look at like middle linebacker, a guy that can still make a lot of tackles, really get all over the field. But it's really, I think, what's going to determine their success on defense is mm-hmm. the secondary. Patrick Peterson, of course, the veteran, you know, he is clearly on the back nine, I think, of his career. But uh, when you look at what Donatelle is going to want to do, think obviously Dom Capers because he spent some years, or actually Vic Fangio, I should say. Mm-hmm. He spent some years in Denver and at, with Chicago and San Francisco. Vic Fangio didn't work out as a head coach, but still one of the better defensive minds in the league. So you're going to see a 3 4. They're going to want, you know, they'll send some blitzes with those outside guys, but they also got to play coverage. You got to do both in that 3 4 scheme that Donatello is going to run. But Peterson at one corner, it is Cameron Dantzler at the other quarter, and then Harrison Smith, Cameron Bynum. Harrison Smith, I still think, is really the leader of that secondary. So that's the one question I have. This team could be in some shootouts, but at least they have the offense, and at least I think they have the offensive philosophy that they didn't have under Mike Zimmer, where it's like, okay, we can beat you 34-31. We can beat you 38-35 if we have to, because I think O'Connell's going to be fine, and I know I asked that of our guest earlier. I think he's going to be fine as a play caller, because everybody's mm-hmm. like, well, he never called plays before. Yeah, because I'm, I'm in that camp, well, too, well, everybody's admittedly. Got, everybody's got to call yeah. their first one, though. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, learning from McVay, if McVay, uh, you know, sprayed that magic elixir that <laughs> Zach Taylor got last year, because <laughs> Zach Taylor, his rookie year, he didn't know whether to you-know-what or wind his watch, I think, as a coach. But... His second year, and it helps having Joe Burrow. I was going to say, yeah, that might have been a difference maker there. Yeah, it it certainly was. But I do think Zach Taylor was a more confident coach and more confident in his decision-making. And, you know, sometimes these rookie coaches, I mean, we saw it a little bit with Brandon Staley with the Chargers. You know, now he doesn't lack confidence per se, but, you know, rookie (laughs) coaches can kind of make mistakes, maybe some time management mistakes, some clock management mistakes, personnel, not having the right guys on the field at the right time time for the right formation so you see that a lot and you know maybe you'll see that out of O'Connell I think O'Connell's ready to go though this guy that was a quarterback in this league for many years albeit as a backup predominantly partially under Tom Brady so Mm -hmm. that's a good guy to be behind and at least learn from but I think Minnesota is going to be fine with the coaching department and I could see why O'Connell's getting a lot of love in that market well I think the fact that you said that you're not down on the Packers, you're more so just high on the Vikings, is a big enough endorsement for Minnesota there. Because I think some folks are like, I think the Packers are going to step back, but you believe mm-hmm. the Packers will still be a good team. They're but still you think the rival the favorite. And I think the Packers, really even if they don't win the division, the Packers, I think they're still making the playoffs. Vikings win the division? I bet it. You bet it. What else did you bet on the Vikings? Win the NFC? I did. I bet a Super Bowl future. I did not bet an NFC. I bet a forty to one for the Super Bowl. Maybe the first that's Lombardi my, Trophy. That's ever. not my official pick, though. <laughs> not the official, but it's in the account. It's building a portfolio. That's what we talked about here. That's a pro tip for you here on Veasan Live Bet tonight. At Bet three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIM, the sports betting network. Make game day more chill with some extra cash. Play free during the college football season with the Coors Light College Football Pick'em. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot at $5,000 in weekly prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Coors Light Pick'em now to join the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment. 21 plus only, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details and always drink responsibly. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. Hanging out here at the VEASAN Studios at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Femi Bebefe. And going on right now in Major League Baseball, we're still playing in mm-hmm. Cincinnati. They're tied at two in the bottom of the ninth. Of the Reds have two on, Wes. You feeling good about your Cincinnati Reds? Yeah, those uh, Cincinnati Reds just keep fighting uh, 51 and 77. So there was a time when people were like, these guys aren't winning 50 games. They might get yeah. 60, mind you. Just don't lose 100. What was it? People of, were fading them on the, on the run line. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In like yeah. April. So, uh, you know, obviously the Reds have had a fire sale. That is my boyhood team, of course. Uh, I would like Mr. the uh, family Castellini to go ahead and sell that team. I remember <laughs> when uh, the young son, Phil Castellini, said, well, where are you going to go? Well, they're not going to go to the ballpark because there's plenty of seats available at the Great American Ballpark, but they might be going home with the win tonight. Runners on second and third, mm-hmm. two to two, bottom of the 11th. Uh, would not be necessarily a great loss for the Cardinals. Milwaukee, by the way, did win this afternoon, six to one. A nice effort for the Brew Crew over the Pirates. Don't look now, but we might have a comeback in the making over in the Twin Cities as the Boston Red Sox hanging on to that. Six to five lead now. They were mm-hmm. up, I believe it was six nothing at one point. It might have been five nothing at one point. Yeah, it was five there. to nothing. But and now then, it's six yeah, five looking yeah. at this. You can get the twins right now plus four forty on the money line. Now there's two on for Boston yes. in the top of the ninth, but there's two out though. So all of a sudden you need to get that pop fly, then hey, here, here you and come up. You might be able to win eight, that. Nine game. and one will come up for the twins in the bottom of the ninth. So that's yeah, probably so why it's you a little, see a little bit of a bigger price. Yeah. But hey, you never know what happens. Uh, also, right now, we're still scoreless in Anaheim between the Los Angeles Angels and the New York Yankees. The live total sitting at five and a half, but the Yankees minus 355 on the money line, the, that over at DraftKings. But Wes, we've been talking a lot about some NFL awards tonight. Mm-hmm. And one award that is rather interesting is Comeback Player of the Year. And Monday night, the crew here that used to be in this time slot before us, yes, Tim Murray, Sean King, in the final episode of the Nightcap, we're talking about one Brian Robinson of the Washington Commanders coming back from the devastating, I mean, just accident or crime that he ended up having to be a victim of there well, getting shot in the Washington, D.C. And area. I believe that Tim bet him for Rookie of the Year as, mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, now it's kind of like, okay, do you bet him for Rookie of the Year? Do you bet him for Comeback Player of the Year? Well, and here's the market. Uh, there wasn't really a market, by the way, for uh, comeback player of the year. Well, here's what Tim and Sean had to say Monday night there about Brian Robinson. You have a ticket on him to win rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an honest question. I don't know the answer to it when something like this happens. But based on what Rivera said, does he now get on the comeback player of the year for next ballot? Year? I mean, I guess he could, in theory, if he plays this year. Yeah, I think so. So... Um, yeah, that I was trying to think of a way for you to like have a way to, yeah, you know, cover your, your, I mean, your it, wager. It, look, <laughs> it, 
interesting stuff. Because obviously it goes without mm -hmm. saying, but we're hoping that Brian Robinson can have the speedy recovery. He's in good spirits. He's already been to the facility with the Washington Commanders there. But Tim and Sean kind of got the gears turning right. for this Brian Robinson potentially being a comeback player of the year candidate. And the folks here at VEASAN reached out to some bookmakers over the past couple of days. And the bookmakers have responded by posting this with Brian Robinson odds to win comeback player of the year. DraftKings tonight posted 10 to 1. Johnny Avello, our good buddy there, posting 10 to 1. Mm -hmm. Other shops around town have 6 to 1 plus 750. So now Brian Robinson has some odds up to be comeback player of the year. But I think it's really cool that our folks at VEASAN we're yeah. able to reach out our, and get something done our, here for us for the odds to bet on here with our, Brian Robinson. Our intrepid producer slash reporter, Aaron Oster, is on your side. You come from the news business. <laughs> You'll do. appreciate that. Eyewitness News on your side here. Aaron's like the little consumer reporter that goes in like the dirty dining segments or you know, the car mechanic that's swindling people and say, hey, what's going on here? Stick the microphone. Well, not maybe not so much, but he did reach out to uh, the various bookmakers because I was looking at that. I was like, Brian John Robinson Jr., you know, comeback player of the year. Mm -hmm. And obviously it makes sense. He's coming back from getting shot uh, last week, but still rookie of the year. I mean, and I know that that's what Tim had bet accordingly. So just looking at that, because it did look like he was kind of overtaking Antonio Gibson there in the district that he was going to get a lot more of the carries, kind of similar to what we talked about last night when it was Damian Pierce for the Houston Texans, that he became RB1 very quickly over Marvin Mack, or Marlon Mack, rather, who got let go from Houston yesterday. And this is an interesting market to try to handicap. I think it's the one that has the widest range of possibilities, just because mm -hmm. there is no set criteria for comeback player of the year. Now, there's no technical set criteria for any award, but we kind of have some parameters that the voters go by just based off of the history here. But Brian Robinson over at DraftKings sitting at 10 to 1. The guys ahead of him, you have Derrick Henry, Jameis Winston, Christian McCaffrey, Baker Mayfield, and Michael Thomas there at 8 to 1. Folks will probably point out that Brian Robinson is a rookie and no rookie has ever mm -hmm. won this award. But knowing what we know about the situation that he dealt with over the weekend where he was literally shot and now potentially could get back onto the field. Right. You can see how a narrative could build for Brian Robinson if he gets back on the field and actually plays well and helps the commanders win some games. It makes sense. And look, just to see the fact that, you know, okay, because when you think about it, it's like, okay, comeback player of the year is going to be his first season. Yeah. But, you know, you're seeing what uh, six to one at Bet Rivers, Johnny Avello at DraftKings open it at 10 to one. I think uh, FanDuel has it at uh, 15 to two plus 750. So, it kind of does make a little bit of sense. And that's that's not exactly a long shot either. Because no. if you look, he's only got a few uh, ahead of him. I know Derrick Henry, the obvious favorite. I, I said if I was going with the chalk for this award, I'd go with Jameis Winston. Mm -hmm. That's just because I'm high on the Saints. And I think a new offensive coordinator, they kind of babied Jameis, I think, a little bit to try to get his confidence back, have him not turn the ball over as much. Made seven starts, only threw three picks against 14 touchdowns. But they had the training wheels on Jameis last year, I think, because they were shorthanded at receiver, namely another candidate there, Michael Thomas at eight to one for quarterback player or comeback player of the year, was not in the lineup all last season and then, you know, fell out of favor with Sean Payton the year before, got suspended, and then had that injury to his ankle. So I think this year with New Orleans, Pete Carmichael is gonna, you know, maybe loosen the reins a little bit. He finally gets mm -hmm. all the plays after all these years as the OC under Sean Payton, but Payton was the final decision maker on the play calls. So I think you're going to see Winston be able to throw it all around, not only to Michael Thomas, but to Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry. So he makes sense, I think, from a chalk standpoint. But like we said, when you're building a portfolio, you got to maybe look a little bit down the board and say, okay, who really makes sense here that could come back? Is there a narrative, uh, you know, in terms of a guy that all of a sudden can have a really big season? It's a little bit tough in this market because a lot of these guys that you see are longer shots mm -hmm. are maybe defensive players or linemen like a Ronnie Stanley is 100 to 1 for the Ravens. J.C. Horn, who was dynamite in the three games he played for the Carolina Panthers for he uh, tore, tore his uh, Achilles uh, at 100 to 1. This is one of those markets, though, that it is tough for me to really go all that far down the board. Well, the guys that you brought up there, talking about Jameis Winston there, Michael Thomas, he's going to have him. I almost wonder, with the Saints and the Panthers, could those guys take votes away from each other? Because you have Winston and Michael Thomas yeah. for the Saints. 
and you have Baker Mayfield and Christian McCaffrey for the Carolina it's Panthers. It's that old like Oscar and Emmy theory that I talk about here on Vison when you got two actors from the same movie and mm-hmm. they split and then all of a sudden somebody else gets the award. So there there is something uh, somebody to be said could be Brian that. Robinson Jr. Yeah, there is know? something to be said for that. Uh Mitch Trubisky, I find it hard to bet him at 12 to 1 because who knows if he's going to take uh, He's not going to play the whole year. No. Yeah, well no, I think he's the rightful starter, but you know, just looking down a little bit, uh, some of these guys, by the way, I don't think are going to be back week one. I don't think Chase Young no, I, is going to be Chase back Young should probably one. be sitting at like 50 to 1 or 100 yeah. to 1 because he's not going to play the first month of the season. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when I'm, when I'm looking at this a little bit, I just can't get all that far down the board with, with a lot of these guys, you know, 50 to 1, 60 to 1, even though I think that's the right thing to do in like the offensive, defensive player of the year, maybe the MVP market. It's baked into the cake here, and a lot of times this gets voted on not only production, but what's the narrative? Like, what's the best story? And obviously, Brian Robinson, from a story standpoint, He's got a pretty good one. The fact that you know, you know, was in the wrong place at the wrong time, and you know, and and was shot and wounded, and if he can come back and take that job, and obviously give the Washington Commanders some decent production, it's not all that far fetched when you think about it. Like when you first when we first posed the question. At the beginning of the segment, it seemed far-fetched, but the more you think about it, it's not. Now, with all that said, recent history with this award, the last four guys that have won it have been quarterbacks in Joe Burrow, Alex Smith, Ryan Tannehill, mm-hmm. and Andrew Luck, going all the way back to But the quarterbacks here, the Marcus Mariotas and the Drew Locks and Mitchell Trubisky, mm-hmm. so doesn't seem like a quarterback-friendly market this season. A little vulnerable there. We'll continue this awards discussion about comeback player of the year, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year. What about rookie of the year? Patrick Everson, our buddy over at Vegas Insider, joins us to start hour number three. Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one, Cash and Tickets is what it's all about. You'll find decent shirts and hats for any occasion, and they're all made to order, so you can all made to order, so you can all made to order, so you can all made to order. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. Play.